0: Issuesetc.org slash 2023 nominations. I cannot say I love God, but reject the body that He's given me. Europeans abandon their churches, but Americans secularize their churches. That's what's happening here. Benedict was a theologian. He is very concerned with speaking clearly, precisely. You always know what he means when he speaks and writes. Much of the confusion in the Roman Catholic Church with the Francis Papacy has been sown by ambiguity. And when we experience the weakness, the frailty, the sin within our own marriages and family, take heart. The fulfillment of what God intended for marriage is finally found in Christ. New York City subway riders love issues, etc. Shortly after Roe v. Wade was overturned, I'm talking about within hours, the ire of the pro-choice community turned toward crisis pregnancy centers. They were called fake clinics. They were accused of, of luring women in with the promise of abortion and then talking them out of abortion, of deceiving women. Well, the U.S. House... Uh, passed a bill recently that said these crisis pregnancy centers need protection because that was not only the ire of the pro-choice community. It was also the violence, the vandalism, and the property destruction of the pro-choice community. The U.S. House also passed a Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act. And the critics are saying, well, it's unnecessary and it's largely symbolic. How do we respond to all of that? Greetings and welcome to Issues Etc. live on this Friday afternoon, January the 13th. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for tuning us in. Carol Tobias of National Right to Life joins us to talk about those two bills recently passed by the U.S. House of Representatives. Dr. Bill Weinrich will begin a series with us on the I am statements of Jesus. And John will today talk about John 8, 12 through 30. I am the light of the world. He is author of the Issues, etc. Book of the Month for January, the new Concordia commentary on John. Then, Dr. Ryan McPherson, author of a recent column for The Federalist titled, Minnesota Will Soon Make Teachers Endorse Child Mutilation to Get a License, will discuss a requirement for future Minnesota teachers to advocate for transgender ideology and critical race theory. Carol Tobias is a regular guest. She's president of National Right to Life. Carol, welcome back to Issues Etc.
1: Thanks, Todd. It's great to be back.
0: Tell us about this bill that was passed largely along party lines protecting children who survive abortion.
1: Well, unfortunately, we do have abortionists in this country who will perform abortions later in the pregnancy after viability, and sometimes those babies do survive the abortion. So, in one of its first acts of Congress this year, the U.S. House of Representatives brought up a bill that said if a child survives the abortion, you have to take care of that child and provide the same care and treatment that would be provided if this was a child born prematurely at an earlier gestational age at, you know at the same age as as the aborted child so the the bill would say take care of the child do what you can for the immediate needs and then basically call an ambulance and get the child to a hospital so that he or she may survive and get follow up treatment
0: the opponents of this bill say it's already considered a crime to kill an infant that is born alive, so the bill is really unnecessary. How do you respond to that?
1: Well, In 2002, when President George W. Bush was president, Congress passed a bill called the Born Alive Infant Protection Act, and it basically said if a child survives an abortion, that child is considered a person, and all laws that would apply to a person are going to apply to that child. But what we have seen is over the years, abortionists just totally ignore it. They don't care. If a child is born alive, they may put the child in a back room in a closet and close the door so that the child just dies, and then they will treat it you know, like the product of any other abortion. There were rare circumstances, like when Kermit Gosnell in Philadelphia was charged with killing a child, and he actually did that as a regular practice. He would deliver the child and then snip the back of their necks and sever the spinal column and the baby would then die but the abortionists were not being prosecuted law enforcement didn't really want to look into it and it was just kind of going by the wayside so congress is saying we're going to put some teeth into the law that was passed in 2002. A child who survives an abortion is a human being and you have to treat that child like any other child born at similar gestational ages. This bill has teeth in the language and if healthcare personnel that could take care of that child don't or if you are an employee in the room and don't report it, if the child dies, you can be fined or serve five years in jail or both. If you overtly go after that child's killing the child then you are subject to the penalties as it would be for the murder of any other human being so the the house was just saying yeah we've got a bill on the books but you're not following it and it's not making a difference so they put some teeth into the law
0: a representative of neighbor pro-choice america said in a statement these bills make it plain the house republicans are patently rejecting the will of the overwhelming majority of americans who voted to support legal abortion in november meanwhile our democratic reproductive freedom champions in the house are ready and willing to fight to restore and expand access to abortion. And we thank them for that. How do you respond?
1: They're pretending this is something to do with abortion. It's actually infanticide. We've got some abortionists who are either killing or allowing to die persons who have survived the abortion. This is no longer killing a child in the womb, saying it's a legal abortion. These are babies that have already been born. They survived the abortion. So it's infanticide, not abortion. And it's no surprise that NARAL, Pro-Choice America, would be lumping this in as abortion. They don't want any limits on abortion throughout pregnancy. And they commended their Democratic supporters in Congress who overwhelmingly voted to allow this to continue. We only had one Democrat voting for the bill to protect babies who survive an abortion.
0: In that vein, what have we learned about the Democratic party at the national level with this vote?
1: We have learned how connected they are to the abortion industry and how much they are controlled by the abortion industry. If you have a bill that says a baby who survives an abortion is outside the mother, completely independent You have to take care of that child. And yet when you have all but one member of the Democrats in the House, well, there was one that voted present, but there was only one that supported taking care of that child. The Democratic Party is in the tank for the abortionists. And it's just really sad because I know there are a lot of pro-life Democrats in this country. They are just not represented in Congress.
0: Tell us about another bill regarding recent vandalism, violence, and destruction of property targeting crisis pregnancy centers.
1: There have been more than 100 attacks around the country on mostly pregnancy centers, but also going after churches and other pro-life organizations, just firebombing them, vandalism, breaking windows. It's been kind of all over the map. Sometimes it's attacking billboards. Much of it was a group that they were calling Jane's Revenge. And on some of the buildings, they would spray paint the words, if abortion isn't safe, neither are you. It's just a horrible aspect of this country that because you disagree with someone, you know, that you'd go after and start attacking them or their buildings. And unfortunately, the Biden administration and the Department of Justice seems to be looking the other way. They do surface investigations, but they haven't charged anybody, and they haven't really spent any time seriously looking into what I think is a very serious problem.
0: Are either of these bills, they passed the House narrowly, are they likely to get any traction in the Senate?
1: No, no. And, and what the House did uh, on Wednesday, is, along with the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act, was pass a resolution to, to condemn the violence calling on DOJ and the, the Biden administration to look into it. Um, but we are not going to see this pass in the Senate. And even if it did, the president would veto. Um, so, well, I, I guess he can't veto a resolution. It's just sense of Congress. Um, but the, but we will not get anything like the uh, these two reasonable bills passed in this session because of the pro-abortion leadership in the Senate.
0: What are these votes demonstrating about the divide over abortion politically?
1: Just that it is a big party divide. Like, you know, there are some Republicans that support abortion, but I think fewer and fewer than there have been over the years. I know there are pro-life Democrats. And yet at the national level, if you want to support unborn children, then the Republican Party is the party that's doing it. The abortionists are largely behind the Democratic Party and the Democrats are opposing anything that even looks reasonable when it comes to limits on abortion. So we do have a hard line divide among the parties, uh, at least at the federal level. And we've just got to do some work to, I guess, convince the Democrats that supporting life is the right thing to do.
0: Is there a certain utility in this, if only a political utility, that the Democratic leadership in the House and in the Senate, the Democratic leaders there, have basically cast their lot. They have told us that they, in the name of protecting abortion at all costs, they are willing not to protect a child who survives an abortion.
1: I think they have sent the message very loudly, very clearly. Uh, They do not care about the babies, and I would extend that they don't care about the women, but that's another topic. But they have put their lot in with the abortion industry. At this point, I would say the Democratic Party is the party of death. They cannot see any way to support any limits on abortion, any protections for unborn children.
0: Carol Tobias is president of National Right to Life. You'll find a link to National Right to Life at issuesetc.org. Click Talk On Demand Archives. Carol, thank you very much.
1: You're welcome. Thanks, Ted.
0: Dr. Bill Weinrich joins us on the other side of the break. We're going to begin a series with him on some of the I am statements in the Gospel of John. He's author of The Issues, Etc., a Book of the Month for January, the new Concordia commentary on John, beginning in chapter seven and ending in chapter twelve. We'll take up the statement, I am the light of the world.
1: You can call it what you like. I
0: call it love. you appreciate Issues, Etc., our 24-7 music and talk stations, and our daily verse-by-verse Bible study, The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, please include a bequest in your will or trust for these worldwide media resources. Bequests aren't subject to federal tax or capital gains taxes. Ensure your children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren the opportunity to listen by including a bequest in your will or trust for Issues, Etc., Lutheran Public Radio, and the word of the Lord endures forever. Life Week 2023 with Lutherans for Life is coming soon, and you're personally invited to join in celebrating that you are blessed for life. From Sunday, January 15th through Saturday, January 21st, 2023, go to lutheransforlife.org for more information and for Zoom links. Lutherans for Life, equipping Lutherans and their neighbors to be gospel-motivated voices for life lutheransforlife.org, lutheransforlife.org. Defending life from beginning to end. You're listening to Issues Etc. If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Dr. Russell Dawn, President of Concordia University, Chicago. Indeed, the quest for truth is at the core of a university's purpose. The liberal arts, illuminated by the revealed truths of Scripture, are powerful for equipping students for a life of self-governance. A disciple is one who follows the Master. So what does it mean to follow Jesus? He said that it means to take up one's cross. The cross is thus the symbol of dying for others, of dying to self for the sake of serving others. And a life of service is a life well lived.
1: Truth, Freedom, Vocation, Concordia University, Chicago, cuchicago.edu.